Welcome to 6-Minute Stories, where you hear the writing of new voices and experienced writers whose submissions appear in the anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Now in Season 5, you will hear stories from our sixth collection, Curious Stuff. Find links to 6-Minute Stories and to the Personal Story Publishing Project at randalljones.com. Everybody loves a good story. We hope you enjoy this one. Mustard Plasters, Chiggers, and Thunder Mugs, Southern Oddities, by Phyllis Grady Adcock. The South has a language that can seem foreign to anyone who was not raised up in this colorful region of America. Each geographical section is rich with its own distinct and sometimes curious names for activities, critters, and the paraphernalia of life. Growing up, the dreaded mustard plaster was a good enough reason to never cough around my grandmother. This remedy was mustard seeds and flour ground into a powder and, for better or for worse, mixed with a liquid of choice of any amateur healer. This concoction was smeared on a piece of cloth, usually a dish rag, and placed on the chest, neck, or back of the innocent victim. I do not know if it really did work, but it often burned the skin and caused more problems than it was intended to cure. The first time my grandmother used it on my mother, her daughter-in-law, my mom could not wear a bra for over two weeks. She learned to run outside if she felt a cough or a sneeze coming on. Now, chiggers are another problem in the South. You may know them as red bugs, or you may not have any idea what I'm talking about. Blackberry picking was the source of running into these invisible man-eaters. They also loved to hide in pine straw. Chiggers would start at your ankles and work themselves up to your private parts and dig in under your skin. By the time they had squatter's rights, you were itching beyond belief. Scratching was very embarrassing and had to be done in the privacy of the bathroom. People offered several opinions about how to fight these pests. Fingernail polish was painted over the bite area to prevent any oxygen reaching the monsters. This also had to be done in the bathroom, and clear polish was preferred. The other school of thought was to use homemade lye soap, which also strangled the invaders. Prevention was the key, and I learned that if you soaked rags in kerosene and tied them around your ankles before entering the blackberry patch, you came home with only berries and no bugs. Believe me, the homemade pies were worth the effort. And then there is the thunder mug. Thank goodness I was born after these would have been needed in my house. However, my grandmother felt it necessary to keep hers around, even after modern plumbing. When outhouses were part of everyday living, thunder mugs were important. They were porcelain containers used when the weather was too bad for a visit to the outhouse. They were put on the back porch after use to be emptied when the sun came out. <laughs> what a great chore for someone. My great-grandmother used her grandchildren to prepare her tiny brooms for dipping snuff. She would give each of us a small twig to chew on the end until it flared out like a small broom. She would boil them to remove our germs and then dry them in the sun in a pie tin. We never saw her actually use them because southern ladies kept this activity hidden, like red bug scratching. 
One time we snuck and stole some of this forbidden potion and tried it because it looked like dried hot chocolate mix. Not. It was horrible. How anyone got by the first taste to acquire the habit was beyond the comprehension of eight-year-olds. When I visited the Gulf Coast area, I learned about resurrection ferns, shoe flies, and funeral wreaths. Resurrection ferns grow on live oak trees after a soaking rain following a drought. They got the name because they appear to die and then are reborn after the next shower. Shoe flies are like elevated gazebos built around, most commonly, a large live oak tree and used to escape the summer sun and insects. Being elevated kept the occupants above the ground where the flies and mosquitoes were buzzing and allowed the breeze of the gulf to flow through. I never saw evidence that this really worked. The structures were very picturesque, however, and added to the charm of a southern yard. In North Carolina, funeral wreaths were put on the house when someone in the household died. The wreaths, always white, signal passers to show respect. In Mississippi, Funeral wreaths are black. This seemed depressing to me, but in an area that lived and breathed Mardi Gras, these wreaths also have feathers and beads blended in with the flowers. They were truly works of art, but not what I was accustomed to. If you are not from the South and want to visit a foreign country, come see us sometime. And if you plan to stay for a spell, bring an interpreter. Copyright 2022, Phyllis Grady Adcock. After teaching for 34 years, Phyllis Grady Adcock retired in Moorhead City, North Carolina. Her writing has appeared in Mailbox Magazine, Teacher's Helper, That Southern Thing, Luck and Opportunity, and Trouble, previous anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Her grant writing netted over $5,000 for classroom projects. For one grant proposal, she was recognized as the first Ray Kim Educator of the Year. She is listed in Who's Who Among America's Teachers for 1996 and 2000. She is currently writing humorous stories about the colorful characters of her family. Writing is her happy place. Thank you for listening to another 6-Minute Story. You can read them all in the six anthologies of the Personal Story Publishing Project. Find the link to our online store at randalljones.com. That's R-A-N-D-E-L-L jones.com. There you can learn about submitting your own story for consideration for our next personal story publishing project. And remember, everybody loves a good story.